Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. Eric Wesley here with you as usual. And today, we turn our attention to Veterans Day, which takes place every year on November 11th. Originally called Armstice Day, this day of remembrance is always on November 11th because that is the anniversary of the signing of the Armstice that ended World War I and was formally recognized on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918. In 1954, the holiday was changed to Veterans Day in order to account for all veterans and all wars. Joining me today are a couple of Greyhound employees who served in our nation's military. First, I'd like to welcome Chuck Sweet, Senior Director of Greyhound Package Express. Chuck, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Also joining us from Pittsburgh is District Manager of Food Service, Buck Ward. Buck, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Eric. Well, since you are both first-time guests on the podcast, let's give our listeners a little background on your careers with Greyhounds, such as how long you've been with the company, positions you've held, locations, et cetera, et cetera. So, Buck, we will begin with you if you can tell us about your background, sir. Sure. Thanks, Eric. I've been with Greyhound 10 years. My entire tenure with Greyhound has been in food service, overseeing mostly the East Coast uh, restaurant locations. Getting into the hospitality industry immediately after my discharge from the Air Force. I've worked for many of the major restaurant chains from Darden to Brinker to Bravo, as well as owning a couple of my own franchises before coming to uh, Greyhound. Okay, great. I didn't know you owned a couple of your own franchises. Yes, sir. Um, A Waffle House franchise and a CC's Pizza franchise back in the day. Well, I know who to go to when I have food questions about about anything. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chuck, let's uh, get a little bit about your background with the company as well. Sure. I've uh, been with the company for 28 years now, uh, which is hard for me to believe. (laughs) <laughs> actually um, started as the city manager in Savannah, Georgia, um, which is kind of interesting that, you know, we're talking about our military experience and stuff, because the reason I took this job and moved to Savannah was because I started my military at Paris Island, South Carolina, 45 minutes away, and then was stationed there for a couple of years. And we just so loved the area. We ended up moving back many years later. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting when I was was thinking about this a little bit. Um, after um, running the, the, the location in Savannah for a, a while, I then kind of became a little mini area manager and had kind of that short eastbound um, coastline from Charleston, South Carolina, down to Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, took care of the agencies and the company terminals there. At the time, it was two company terminals. Uh, then moved on to Detroit for a couple of years as the city manager there uh, before ending up at the corporate office uh, originally as a capacity planner, um, you know, which is in the it's in the commercial department today okay. um, where, you know, we would, you know, put together short term plans for um, how many people would be catching what schedules and that type of stuff so we could position equipment, all that. Uh, then moved uh, on to Package Express in 2001 and have kind of been in the Package Express department ever since. 
Well, you are well-traveled, to, to say the least, when it comes to Greyhound, Chuck. Uh, a, a little bit. The first, certainly the first eight years. You know, once you... <laughs> Once you get to Dallas, you tend to stay in Dallas. I'm not sure why, but you do. <laughs> okay. Well, you served in the Marines, Chuck. And uh, can you tell us about your service, how long that was, and what led you to join the Marines? Yeah. So actually, it was the economy that led me to join the Marines um, almost right out of high school. I, I, I waited a, a little bit of time um, and, you know, you know, didn't have any real plans for, for college or anything like that. And the military did offer the opportunity to get some college um, while you were in. So I followed actually my two best friends from high school, probably six months after them into the Marines. Um, I was on active duty for seven years after that. So I did reenlist once. Um, and then, you know, actually did one year of active reserves as well when I first got out, just in case I decided to go back in. So um, okay. that's my military career. And, and were you all stateside or did you have international uh, travel? Um, it, you know, the Marines, you all everybody gets to go to Okinawa, Japan. Okay. Which, which sounds a little bit better than it is. It's an island that is 65 miles long by 10 miles wide off of Japan. Oh, wow. Uh, it's got seven major military bases on it. So, <laughs> so I, I spent my year there. Other than that, it was all stateside. I guess that's quite the experience then to be in Okinawa with the island being so small. It, 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 really, it really was, I mean, but it, it is just one big giant military base when it was all said and done. Wow. Uh, one of the other interesting facts was is because I re-enlisted, I got a duty option um, for re-enlisting and I ended up my last duty station was actually stationed about a mile from where I grew up as a kid. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which okay. doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buck, your service was in the Air Force. Can you tell us about uh, how long you served and what led you to join the Air Force? Sure, Eric. Um, was in the Air Force for 10 years. Uh, served during the Desert Shield, Desert Storm conflict. Uh, the reason for the 10 years is two four-year enlistments. So I re-upped for four years, then I got involuntary extended due to the uh, conflict, the uh, Desert Storm conflict. So when I got back to the States, uh, I finally got an opportunity to come back. They had a lot of overages in certain uh, career fields. So my career field, they offered a... Uh, uh, separation bonus. So I took the money and ran on that. Uh, probably one of the mistakes I made in my past life is I probably should have stayed in because I'd only had to do about eight more years before I could have retired. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. So you, you can retire early at 18 years with, with, you know, a little less benefits than if you stayed 20. But, uh, you know, being young and and seeing this big chunk of cash kind of gets you excited. And I didn't know what I wanted to do at that time when I grew up, so to speak. So I took the money and ran. Um, the reason 
that I joined the military was my family, my father and my uncles all served in either the army or the air force. Okay. I wanted to serve my country. I wanted to challenge and I wanted to be different than most of my friends that I grew up with. So that's pretty much why I joined. And how long were you in desert desert storm? Was that over in, was that Iraq? Yeah, I went in there. Uh, they sent me to Riyadh and, uh, I, during Desert Shield, you know, in the Air Force, I was, I was in an air-conditioned tent and played Game Boy a lot. Didn't see hardly any action at that time. And then they upgraded it to Desert Storm, and, and from there, I spent almost a year uh, in Riyadh after they upgraded it. And that's when my enlistment uh, expired, and I didn't have a choice. Uh, during a conflict, when they declared a conflict, they can involuntarily extend you. So they involuntarily extended me because while I was over there, I was kind of stuck. They couldn't send me back uh, right in the middle of the conflict. So they involuntarily extended a bunch of us. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you both, Buck and Chuck, for your service to our country. Um, did either of well, you? Thank you. Did either of you see yourselves working for Graham when you completed your service uh, or did you have something else in mind? Buck, we'll start with you. Uh, no, I definitely didn't see myself um, with Greyhound at the time. I actually wanted to uh, go into civil service, uh, but it, civil service is very competitive. So after applying uh, on, you know, multiple times and, and not getting the position I wanted, um, an opportunity came up for me to run one of my friend's restaurants, needing the income um, because I was going through that bonus money pretty quickly. Uh, I jumped into the restaurant uh, business. Okay. And uh, I've been in the hospitality industry ever since. Okay. So it turned out to be the, uh, right, the right career move for you. Yeah. Chuck, how about you? Uh, um, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I too did not see Greyhound as, as, as my career. Um, you know, actually w when I grew up, it was um, Continental Trailways was the big provider, which of course we all know merged with Greyhound in the mid eighties um, shortly after that. Um, like Buck, I looked at the civil service as well. Um, air traffic controllers were hard to come by um, when I was starting to think about getting out. So uh, I had done a little bit of probing into that for a while, but really kind of knew I wanted to be in some type of a business field. Um, you know, I, I have a bit of the entrepreneurship in me um, and kind of wanted to act on that. Actually, I had dreams of owning my own business someday, which, you know, never happened for me, but I, I feel like I run my own business, so I'm okay with it. Um, you know, so that's where I went, you know, like Buck, I actually ended up in the restaurant business. I worked for McDonald's corporation for nine years. Okay. Um, shortly after I came out of the military, um, you know, and, and that, that was good experience for, um, any, you know, retail slash service type business that you wanted to get in. They're actually an excellent training company. 
Um, the, you know, and then ended up from there, uh, moving on to Greyhound, um, you know, from there really kind of wanting to change locations, um, and, you know, get into a, a smaller town so I could end up in Dallas, Texas. So there you go. (laughs) Would you say, Chuck, that your military service prepared you for, uh, your experience here at Greyhound and what you're doing now? Um, you know, I would say that my military experience, um, prepared me for life. Um, it really did. I was pretty young when I went in, um, and didn't know a whole lot about life. And it really taught me uh, a lot of soft skills that have translated throughout my career, uh, especially when it comes to, um, how to deal with people, uh, and how to treat people. Um, you, you know, the two things that really stick out to me when I look back at it and, and I actually talk to young people about this all the time is it, it taught me discipline, um, which in my case I needed at the time. Um, and it taught me how to work within a, a, a diverse team, which is so important today. So great, great. How about you, Buck? Did how would, would you say your military service did it prepare you for uh, what you're doing right now? Like Chuck, uh, definitely agree. It, it, it prepared me for life. Uh, it taught me how to be reliable, consistent, and meticulous about planning uh, because I had to think on my feet every day while I was in the military. So definitely prepared me for my future and, and my life endeavors. Great, great. So, uh, Buck, let's start with you on this last question, um, especially with you having a family who served in the military. When you think about Veterans Day, what thoughts come to mind for you? Uh, I think about uh, how glad I am that there are other people who also make the choice to serve and represent our nation because it's a huge commitment. And, And as a veteran, I appreciate all the other men and women who have made their choice to serve. It, you know, it, it is a day of reflection, gratitude, and conversation. And a fun fact, uh, at least most of my military buddies or, you know, veteran buddies, um, it, it, it's kind of an uncomfortable feeling when someone approaches you and says, thank you for your service. It's, it's not something that, that, can be, you know, just to thank you back is what I say, but it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable because it, I just did my job for myself and for my family and for the nation. So, and in turn, I think a lot of the veterans I know when someone says, thank you for your service, it makes them feel uncomfortable too. I don't know if Chuck feels that way, but that's just a fun fact. Chuck, what would you say to that? Does that come across the same way? It it, it actually, it took me time to accept it because, you know, like Buck said, I went in for a job. You know, I I, I really did. I I didn't go in with, you know, any alternative motives other than, you know, I, I wanted a job. And then as I was in the military, you know, I was in the military after Vietnam. So we did not 
treat our Vietnam veterans very well for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's known. Um, you know, so it was a little bit uncomfortable at first when people kind of started to, to get it and started thanking veterans and really started thanking the, the people that were actively in the military. And it was uncomfortable for a little bit. Um, I've now come around the other way where I am proud of the time that I spent. Um, I would have done whatever I needed to do, um, you know, had it happened during my time. I, I was not in during any active conflicts whatsoever. Um, you know, there was a few, it was kind of the start of things back in then. You, you may recall back before all of Desert Storm and Desert Shield, or you may not, there was a, a, a bombing at an embassy in Beirut. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I ended up being stationed close to that unit that was um, involved with that. And that, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit that this is real, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, I've really come, I'm happy that America now recognizes um the sacrifice that people make and they do talk about it so um you know i didn't used to stand when they said who's a veteran now i do stand every time so um you know just my my attitude has changed over time so so when veterans day rolls around uh on the 11th what 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 do you think about i actually think about the marine corps birthday on november 10th so i think they just got the date wrong Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was I was I was actually I did not know about the the part you started with on Armistice Day. Uh-huh. I didn't know why Veterans Day was on the 11th. Um, you know, so I I found that very interesting. Um, you know, so sorry I forgot your original question. Uh, it's just what do you think? about when Veterans Day comes uh, comes on the 11th? What, what thoughts come to mind for you? It, you know, what, what thoughts come to mind for me are, you know, there have been a lot of people in the 225 plus years this country has been in existence um, that have worked to preserve the freedoms that we have and to take a day to do that is a very smart thing to do um, and a very touching thing in my mind to do because we do, you know, we tend to live in our lifetime and to take a day to, to go back and reflect on everything that's been done to make this country what it is, is just, it's, it's moving to me. All right. Well, any final comments uh, from either one of you? None for me. Uh, none for me. I just appreciate the time um, that we set aside to honor the day. Um, thank you. Well, thank you both. I know you're both very busy uh, with everything you're doing for the company. And so thank you uh, for your time today. And uh, not to make you feel uncomfortable, but I do thank you for your service to our country. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you for joining us and be sure to come back for the next episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. For now, remember, you are a greyhound, so be first, be safe, be stellar.